spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Every Tuesday in the second hour of the program, so long as his schedule allows, we're privileged to have Admiral James Stavridis. He's the vice chair of global affairs and managing director of the Carlisle Group. He is chair of the Rockefeller Foundation Board. And most importantly, for our purposes, he led the NATO alliance in global operations from 2009 through 2015, 2013, as the 16th Supreme Allied Commander. For more information on Admiral Stavridis, check out his website. It's AdmiralStav.com, Admiral S-T-A-V.com. Follow him on social media at Stavridis J. Admiral, a lot has transpired since we were last together. I have to close the loop with you on the balloon that has gotten so much attention. (laughs) From the Washington Post today, help me understand this. The top U.S. general responsible for protecting North American skies said Monday that past incursions by Chinese balloons went undetected by the Pentagon. How is it that so suddenly now we are able to figure out, oh, my gosh, this has happened several times in the past? I think we're going to learn more about the exact sequence of events here. But quite clearly, this is a failure. I I heard uh, one of the generals describe it as an inadequate domain awareness. Um, You know, this is a failure on the part of the U.S. military, pure and simple. And we've got to go back and analyze um, how we missed them. Some of the initial reporting, Michael, and in fairness, you could go a certain way down this path, um, says that the reporting on three or four earlier balloon incidents kind of got mixed up in the bin with uh, UFOs, believe it or not, and so didn't really rise to the appropriate level in command and control. Hey, the good news is we have uh, definitively picked up this balloon Uh, We tracked it. I think we're going to have a debate over whether we should have shot it down sooner, maybe over the Aleutians. But we tracked it. We'll gain a lot of intelligence. We did shoot it down. We're going to recover it. We'll end up gaining, I think, probably more intelligence than we will have given up in this most recent voyage. Do you have an opinion as based on what you know, which I guess is that which is in the public domain as to whether we should have shot it down sooner? Uh, My instinct is we should have shot it down sooner. Um, And here it's not just a military failure in terms of our radar, surveillance planes, our overhead satellites. There's also an intelligence community failure here 
if our intel folks were not able to pick up the fact that this balloon was uh, underway through a variety of signal intelligence, et cetera, um, those two loops need to be fused together. Let's assume that we had reasonable assurance of this balloon and it was over the Aleutians. I think that would have been a very appropriate place to take it out before it entered U.S. airspace, but still in our uh, exclusive economic zone, which runs out to about 200 miles off the coast. Do you think that it was a mistake on the part of the Chinese or a deliberate act of aggression? (laughs) Well, there's the billion-dollar question. Um, I don't think, first of all, anybody knows over on this side, but I'm not a big believer in coincidences uh, in international relations. And the fact that um, this came on the heels of a U.S. announcement uh, with the Philippine Islands that we were gaining significant access to at least four sites in the northern Philippines. Michael, these bases, access points, are only 200 miles from Taiwan. I think that got the Chinese attention. Less reported, but equally inciting to the Chinese, the Marine Corps uh, two weeks ago stood up its first Marine Corps base, new one, in 70 years. It'll be called Camp Blaze. It's on U.S. territory in Guam. I think those two events uh, potentially provoked certainly more uh, surveillance, but perhaps um, a signal, a shot across the bow. Um, I would guess that's the, the reason for this. But again, I don't think we know that even at the highest levels of classification. Admiral, much has been said about the fact that the balloon was spotted over Montana and we have a nuclear capability based in Montana on air yesterday. I I, I went through a brief exercise where and I was actually using chat GPT and I was asking the question of what U.S. military installations are in state X, Y or Z. And the point I was making to the audience is and you, of course, would know this as a former Supreme Allied Commander of NATO. We we have military activities everywhere in the United States. And I was trying to say no matter what state it would have been over, someone could have said, well, you know what's based there. It's this um, thought on that issue. Do you believe they were specifically over Montana to take a look at our nuclear capability? My sense of dirigible capability, airship capability, if you will, balloons, is that at the current level of technology, these are not uh, precisely guided uh, vessels. And I think there's a certain amount of maneuverability in uh, what the Chinese were floating, but uh, I don't think they had the precise ability to be over Montana or next door in North Dakota, where we have long-range strategic bombers, or to fly it directly over a particular point um, in the central United States, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think that a great deal of the path of that balloon looks a lot like the jet stream as it passes over the United States. I think that was the determinative factor in this. Um, and, And by the way, we ought to stipulate here that, yeah, the balloons can uh, carry some apparatus, and we're going to recover that. It's only in 47 feet of water off the Carolina coast. Um, And we'll learn more about its capability. I think what we're going to find is that the Chinese have an awful lot of ability from low Earth orbit satellites. 
that is pretty sophisticated. They also are gathering information and intelligence constantly on social media. Um, They have lots, just as we do, lots of intelligence capability. I don't think the balloon represented uh, a silver bullet and that suddenly we're um, much more vulnerable, nor do I think it was directly targeted to go precisely over ICBM fields in Montana. Is the yield from a balloon such that it's worth the risk of detection? I mean, if if it were satellite capability, we wouldn't be having this conversation and Americans wouldn't have watched this for the past week. Yeah, I think if you're in Beijing this week, you're asking yourself that exact question. Look, what did we get out of this? We have cratered a potentially important visit by the Secretary of State. We have raised extraordinarily the level of attention and, frankly, animus on the part of the American public who are quite distinctly outraged over this precisely because it's so visible. It seems so brazen. So you've you've inflamed an anti-Chinese spirit. And, And to your point, Michael, how much intelligence did you actually gather here? I think we're going to discover when we get under the hood of whatever's under the the Atlantic Ocean off the Carolinas that, uh, you know, the candle's probably not worth the game here. And um, I think having said all that, um, the technology is going to be key here. Let's see what we find out when we bring that thing up in the next few days. You've had a lot to say on an ongoing basis about war in Ukraine. I'm looking at one of your recent pieces, headline, Sending Dumb Weapons from Israel to Ukraine is smart. You've also said that the West providing tanks to Ukraine is going to create real problems for Putin. You've been consistent in saying that we need to provide some air cover. I'm sure that you read Tom Friedman's piece in the New York Times talking about what's now going to happen in year two of the conflict. Quote, for the first year of the war, America and its allies have had it relatively easy We could send arms, aid and intelligence, as well as impose sanctions on Moscow. And the Ukrainians would do the rest, ravaging Putin's army and pushing his forces back into eastern Ukraine. I don't think year two is going to be so easy. What does Admiral Stavridis look for in year two as compared to year one of the conflict? War is unpredictable, so I'll caveat everything I'm about to say with I don't know. Nobody does, not Tom Friedman, not General Mark Milley. Vladimir Putin doesn't know how this all comes out. Having said that, Putin is clearly reverting to the classic Russian way of war, which is to mass as many human beings as possible and march them at the enemy thought being eventually you can overcome them. Think of the orcs in Lord of the Rings. And by the way, the Ukrainians actually refer to the Russians as the orcs. The orcs who are going to be coming this time um, are pretty badly armed. They're pretty poorly trained. Command and control is lousy. Their logistics are terrible. Um, I don't think you're going to see Putin succeed in this gambit. But again, war is unpredictable. He's going to throw another 100,000 or 200,000 troops at the problem and see how it comes out. Having said all that, um, you know, as the saying goes, quantity has a quality all its own. And if you look at, for example, the Battle of Stalingrad, where a million Russians died in about 10 months of battle, Russians can sustain big casualties. And finally, 
um, what's our job here? Our job is to provide the technology, the Ukrainians. We're not going to send ground troops in there. We're not going to fly NATO jets overhead. But if we give the Ukrainians sufficient combat armor, long-range surface-to-surface missiles, a, a system called the ATACMS, and airplanes that they can fly, I think they will defeat Putin. And I think at that point, Putin is kind of out of options, and that's where we may hit the point of a negotiation, Michael. Final question for Admiral Stavridis. Should we continue to roll out our aid incrementally or do it more swiftly? Yeah, that would be a good question for the Smirkanish question of the day. Wouldn't uh, it? Thank you. Stavridis, yeah. Jim Stavridis votes for throw the kitchen sink at it now. And, wow. Um, we, have, we have been too incremental too timid to date. And it, 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 all it has produced is more aggressive activity on the part of Russia. Now's the time to really hit the gas. Admiral, thank you so much. I want to encourage everybody to check out the website, AdmiralStavStav.com. Follow you on social media, at Stavridis J, and look forward to your appearance here next week. Same time, same bat station. <laughs> I'll be there. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Admiral. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Admiral James Stavridis giving me a very definitive answer on that last question. Should we be rolling out aid incrementally or swiftly? I heard kitchen sink as part of his response because, you know, we, we do continue over time to take it up a notch. Things, things that were not even being considered a year ago as we're coming in on that one year anniversary now being handed over routinely to Ukraine. I think, and I'm, I'm the neophyte. He wears the uniform. In fact, you know, was the Supreme Allied commander of NATO. He wears, has worn that uniform. To hear him say it makes me wonder if we made a mistake initially in not giving them all that they needed. I can't help but think that maybe the fear then was mm, we want to be supportive, but we don't want to provoke Putin. Or to frame it differently, as I've said in the past, maybe the objective was one of let's help the Ukrainians keep the Russian bear at bay. Now it seems like the mindset has changed to one of can we win this thing? We think we can. We think they can win this thing. One other uh, headline, if I might put into the mix because it's related, and then I hope you'll be game for a conversation about international affairs following up on Admiral James Stavridis. Mohammed Yunus from Gallup has been a guest on this program. I think his title is executive editor, but I want to say he's like the big Mahaf at Gallup and posted at Smirkanish.com, speaking of Ukraine, is the headline from Gallup, one year later, Americans still stand with Ukraine. The highlights, most Americans support Ukraine's effort, even in prolonged conflict. 39% say the U.S. is doing the right amount to aid Ukraine. 28% say too much, 30% not enough. So roughly a third, a third, a third. Republicans more likely than others. This, this is such a turnabout. This is such a turnabout from where we would have been, I referenced Reagan, in the 80s or in the 90s. If I said to you, it, just imagine this, it's, it's like, you know, circa 86. We're, we're in the midst of Ronald Reagan's second term, and, I, and I, I fast forward to the new millennium, and I say, Russia is at it again. They've invaded yet another nation this time it's ukraine and one of the parties is more likely than the other to say the u.s is doing too much in support of the invaded party ukraine which party do you think is more likely to say the u.s is doing too much you would have said to me the democratic party not the republican party but that's changed that has changed Nearly one year into the war between Russia and Ukraine, America's support for Ukraine holds steady. A stable 65% of U.S. adults prefer that the United States support Ukraine in reclaiming its territory, even if that results in a prolonged conflict. The data from Gallup's brand new survey also points out more Americans, 39%, said the support being offered to Ukraine in the war is the right amount. Then think the U.S. is not doing enough. That's 30%. Nearly half of Republicans, 47%, say the U.S. is doing too much. 47% of Republicans, half of Republicans say we're doing too much. I know where they're getting that from. They're getting that from the, the party leadership. No, I don't mean Ronna McDaniel. Come on. I mean at 8 p.m. on Fox. 
Half of Republicans think we're doing too much for Ukraine. Do you think we're doing too much for Ukraine? I do not. Let us go to Ralph in Aiken, South Carolina. Greetings, Ralph. What are you thinking today? Um, I served in the Navy during Reagan's time. And Alrighty. that man has got to be spinning in his grave to think that that percentage of Republicans are opposed to helping the Ukraine. Yeah, I found it shocking. I mean, imagine imagine 1979, the Russians invaded Afghanistan. In fact, I should go back and look at what was the polling. This would be a great exercise. I'm sure Gallup broke down by party uh, how people supported what went on in that. In, that's kind of an apples to apples. And it's like there's been a complete reversal. How come? I don't know. I, I still have a better dead than red T-shirt that I wear to my American Legion meetings. <laughs> How does that go over? I, I would think well at that meeting. Oh, oh yeah, they love it. They love yeah. it. They don't ask, you know, where'd you get that? I want one. That right. and the, uh, uh, who was it, uh, lead singer for one group that had the Kill a Commie for Mommy T-shirt? I do not recall I that. one of those. No, I do not recall. All I've got are, all I have are free Harry T-shirts. Thank you, Ralph. Yes, free Harry T-shirts. Jenik, uh, I think, is the pronunciation. You are in San Jose. What did you want to say? I I wanted to say uh, that uh, I agree with General Stavridis' uh, uh, statement uh, that uh, help to Ukraine, military aid to Ukraine, needs to be increased uh, quickly and significantly. Uh, this is the only way to stop uh, Putin. Uh, become uh, being a bully and uh, hitting everybody around. Unfortunately, uh, peace negotiations will not help. This may be, I mean, we may may do this as a poll question very soon in the way that I asked it of, of Admiral Stavridis, which is to say, should we continue to incrementally boost our support or is it time to go all in? You know, his kitchen sink line. And obviously you think we go all in. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jenik, what, what is your, may I ask, what is your, your, uh, your, your origin, your ancestry? I'm from Ukraine. You're from Ukraine. I, Got I, it. Yeah, I've been here in the United States for 29 years. Nice. Uh, well, thank you for the phone call. You know I'm going to now hear from other people who say we should stop meddling in Ukraine. What, what, what should I tell them if anyone should say that to me? This is not a meddling in Ukraine. Uh, it's standing up against the aggressor, and it's very important uh, to show the other aggressors they cannot do it. They cannot invade in- independent countries and take their territory and kill their people. Okay, sir. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it very much. Paul, you're in Indy. I think you see it differently, but maybe not. What did you want to say? What did you want to say? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'll be 51. I'm, I'm, I still consider myself, Reagan was the first presidential debate that I watched as a child against Walter Mondale, but I remember him striking out against, heck, we fired rockets into Gaddafi's house, um, you know, and, and it seemed like all Republicans were for that level of national interest but you know things like the debt ceiling weren't covered with great notoriety back then i think we raised it like a bunch of times under reagan but no one would remember that and coming out of the pandemic and with as much money as we've spent i think people just have more financial fatigue right the the tea party folks if they still exist but the, the fiscal fiscally rabid 
Republicans, I think, are just we're exhausted. It's just constant drama, and, and with the drama comes just a constant spending of money. And okay, some you think point, it's think so? The, the Republican, the Republican questioning of the support for you is financially driven. That's that's where you're coming from. But I don't agree with that. You know, I'm for right. defending yeah, yeah. Ukraine and, and doing what no, we're I doing. I just think it's a perspective, though. You're just trying to analyze it in the in the same way that I am. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just fatigue. You know, we didn't cover these things with the great amount of, you know, constant nature that we do today. And people, are, I think, are just, we burn out a lot faster. We don't hang on as long as we used to. Understood. Paul, thank you for that. Re- read the poll. It's posted. The Gallup data is posted at com. I think you know by now the drill. If I'm here and I'm referencing something pretty much assured that you can go to my website, register for the daily newsletter, and there will be the data. So if you're ever wondering, where does he get it from? Because that was the origin of the daily newsletter. I'm investing all of this time in reading and pulling together sources. What the hell? I may as well put them out in a newsletter so that you can have easy access to the information. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Nick, help me with the pronunciation of your town in New Jersey. 
It's Sakasana. Where Actually, is Sakasana? Indian name means Black Rock. And where where is it? Morris County, New Jersey. Okay. Well, I cer- yeah, yeah. I certainly know where Morris County is. Uh, what did you want to say? Uh, I just was hoping that, um, by the way, um, I like your show, uh, UNCC. Thanks. Good morning. All right. Um, I just wanted to say, if you can maybe lay it out to your listeners how billions of dollars coming from the U.S. Treasury, um, all of our all of our tanks, all of our armory that our military is saying now we're short on, sending this to Ukraine, how this benefits the everyday citizen. I, what is it? I think we're at a little over $30 trillion in debt, six and a half, seven percent 7% inflation rate. If you can explain to us how getting into another war or being part of a war is really beneficial to the everyday American, why we should be so excited about that. Yeah, I'm not excited about it. And I'm worried about the $31 trillion, which is why I had the, the president of the Peterson Foundation here on radio with me recently and on CNN, because I think that's a legitimate issue. Although I differ with the Republicans who want to come in in the 11th hour after the money's been earmarked and now say, well... Uh, even though we committed to this, we're, we're not going to go ahead and, and make the payment. I fear Russia and Russia's incursion in Ukraine is being a, fa- a first step that ultimately leads to NATO nations. And I'm not forgetting us involved all over the place. We made a mistake in Iraq. The approach in Afghanistan was wrong. But I view this differently. And I think that it is a matter of, of national security. And, you know, you're always going to be able to say, well, how does it benefit the American? And I'm, I'm only going to be able to say it benefits the American because otherwise down the road we might be crun- confronted with this more directly. Um, but I don't, wanna, I, I don't want to I don't want to open I don't want to open base. Well, maybe we should have sent more billions initially instead of increasing incrementally. But don't please don't mistake me for one of the guys who wants to build a base everywhere there's a hot spot in the world i don't i want more people to come home john thank you for your patience you're in redlands california and wanted to talk about the balloon i think uh yes sir uh thank you for taking my call um, Sure. hey michael i think that we're we're way off base when we're evaluating uh what's going on with chinese actions hmm. i think that this continued work here is to figure out what we're going to do in response and it seems to me that Every time uh, an international competitor does something, we immediately turn to fight with each other. So they're seeing us blame each other, just as each political party does over and over. And I think we're giving them a plan indicator that we're not ready to unite against action. And I think uh, it is very similar to what the Russians have done uh, with social media to, to pit yep. us against each other. And, uh, I think we're we're missing the... Uh, we're missing the point here of what they're doing, and we're oh, thinking about oh, John, tactical and strategical advantage. But John, I think you're probing. so right. I think you're so right. Do you, do you know how valuable an asset I could be for the Chinese or the Russians? Because I, honestly, I, I know exactly of what you speak. No, I don't mean me like manipulating my airwaves, but rather me explaining to them what really stokes passion in this country to get the fringe on the left and the fringe on the right pissed off at one another while the rest of Americans have to just, you know, go about their business, raise their kids and pay their mortgages. But you're absolute, and it's, it would be easy. It would be easy just to, to, to do things that would stoke one side against the other. So maybe you're right. You know, maybe there's someone who has my sense of, of appreciation and your sense of appreciation for inflaming the American public. And they sit back in Beijing and they say, hey, guess what? Let's do this. Let's just float a balloon. What do you mean we're going to float a balloon? Yeah, we're just going to float a balloon. We're going to try and get it to enter in the Pacific Northwest. 
and and then traverse the country and leave the Carolinas. And, and just sit back and watch. They're going to go batshit. They're going to be talking on Fox News and MSNBC and arguing and and the, uh, you know, the POTUS channel. It's it's true. It would be so easy. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.